Hello, and welcome to Falcon Fast Talk, the podcast where we talk about everything Grove Christian School. I'm TJ Silverman, and today our guest is Julia Lloyd, head of school of Grove. Today, we will be going over some different answers to questions about how Grove remains open in this time of a pandemic. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so our first question today is how is the school dealing with this mask situation here in COVID 2020? So honestly, I would give both our students and our faculty an A, A plus on how they're dealing with the masks. Nobody likes them. Nobody would choose to have them, but they're really good about having them on when they're supposed to, making sure they're pulled up and in the right location on their face. Uh, I think that in general people know this is a condition of us being face to face and so we're willing to to do it and protect other people so that we can continue to have school. So I've actually been pretty surprised and delighted about just how great people's attitudes are about the masks. All right, so question number two. How are the assignments being presented to the students? So for this year of learning, obviously it's harder for us to do like worksheets and taking physical notes and stuff like that because some kids have the, well, we all have the option to stay home and do remote learning and some kids are actually doing it each class. So it's harder for them to do physical worksheets and stuff like that. So this year they are using Google Classroom as a main resource to go ahead and present different assignments to the students. And the way they're doing it is module-based learning. So every Monday, uh, each teacher uploads like what they call a module and they put in the assignments for the week. Now you can work on any of those assignments over the week, but everything has to be due in on Friday. So that's kind of the way they manage the fact that some kids are at home, some kids are at school, and they kind of made it basically like the remote learning at school. All right, question number three. What safety precautions is the school taking to be able to continue to go to school? So the safety precautions, there's about an eight-page plan that we put together that was approved by the Virginia Department of Health and by the Virginia Council for Private Education so that we could open and it was based on the governor's reopening guidelines for Virginia. And the, the, the guidelines are pretty extensive. Probably the piece that um, is most effective on a daily basis is the daily health screening. Every faculty and every family fills this out every day to, to basically uh, talk about the symptoms and make sure any symptoms of anything are being acknowledged and kept out of the school. Hand sanitizing stations are a big help. Kids wash their hands coming in and out of the door every time they go in and out of the door, uh, which helps a lot with uh, communicating diseases. And uh, the rooms are fumigated every night. Every night we have uh, each room is cleaned and it's misted to sanitize the room and everything in it. We even had the ventilation system checked to make sure we were getting constant flow of air from the outside and not just recycling air. So those are the four things that come to mind as being the most extensive. Obviously every room got 
redesigned to create social distancing and then the students staying with their cohort all day and having teachers change classes instead of students that was a big change all right from the students perspective is this way of learning easier or harder than last year now for me personally I think it's easier because I'm a more tech savvy person I type fast I like doing stuff on the computer that's kind of my boat but for people that would rather like handwrite an assignment and have physical notes and stuff I would see that this play is probably harder to learn for them just because they're not as used to typing they're not as used to being on the computer all day and they basically just have to change their whole mindset on how this stuff works. After the break, we will answer more questions about this same topic. Stay tuned. This podcast is sponsored by Grove Christian School, a 21st century leadership academy for Christ right here in the heart of Richmond. If you were looking for a school that prepares your mind, body, and spirit to not just survive the demands of the 21st century, but to thrive in it, Grove may be the place for you. As a fully accredited non-denominational Christian school with over 43 years of experience in pre-K through 12th grade learning, Grove Christian School not only helps you build an impressive scholastic record, it also helps you discover who you are and how you can impact the world around you as a leader. Grove is a specialty school, a leadership academy for Christ that builds your critical and creative thinking and your collaboration and communication skills. You will build relationships that last a lifetime. If you want to learn more about Grove, you can check us out at www.grovechristianschool.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can take our virtual tour on our website or you can contact us to tour in person. That's www.grovechristianschool.com. Welcome back to the Falcon Fast Talk, the official Grove Christian School podcast. Before the break, we discussed some questions about how is Grove still open in the pandemic. My guest is Dr. Lloyd, the Grove Christian School head of school. All right, for our fifth question, we have, from a teacher's perspective, is this way of teaching easier or harder than last year? And to answer this, we are going to be having Caroline Bischoff, the director of student services here at Grove and also middle school English. So, Ms. Bischoff. Thank you, TJ. I would say that teaching currently is harder than it would normally be because you are trying to engage children who are at home and are watching on their computer, but also those that are in person. What's been great though, is that we had a lot of time to prepare for this while we were all in remote school over the spring and the summer. So we were able to adapt and figure out what worked for remote school students and then able to carry that across into the classroom. It's so wonderful that those kids who aren't able to come to school are able to engage and communicate and discuss with the kids in the class even though they're not there. So it's really beneficial for the children hugely um, and it's been really nice that we've been able to try new activities and assignments that work for both remote and in-person kids. All right, question six. How did the school get the government to approve of them being open when most public schools aren't? So one thing you have to remember about most public schools is they're made up of multiple buildings. And multiple buildings 
can be at various ages and various states of being ready. Um, because we're a small school that already had small class sizes, social distancing when, within the building was less of a challenge. We had one HVAC system to manage. We had one faculty to manage. So site-based management, being able to make decisions on our site, allowed us to move um, pretty quickly, all things considering, and work together to be able to meet the extensive guidelines for reopening. So I think because we're small, we're more agile, and we could do things just a little more quickly. All right, so question number seven. How is lunch being handled with COVID? So previously, we would have a caterer come in and they would make us lunch every day except like Wednesdays, which we have Chick-fil-A, and Fridays, which we have Papa John's Pizza. So that was how it was last year. I like that, but obviously because COVID, there's not many caterers anymore. So they had to switch to a new way, which is a company called Yay Lunch. So they go to local, local restaurants and they pick up food for us to eat. So if you order it on their website, they'll go and get stuff from like McAllister's Deli and like Tzatziki's and places like that. And they'll come and deliver it for us to eat at for lunch. Our eighth question today is how are sports going to be handled? And to answer this, we are going to go to our athletic director here at Grove, Aaron Woodard. Coach Woodard. Thanks, TJ. So under our phase three guidelines, we do have interscholastic athletics. That's one thing that sets us apart from some of our peer institutions. Um, our, our upper school sports teams um, for our team sports right now are volleyball on the girls' side, soccer on the boys' side, and then we also have a couple of kids who are running cross country as individual athletes. For the team sports, we're taking a variety of precautions to, to keep ourselves safe, to protect the team as a whole, and to maintain our relationships with our peer institutions. Um, our main thing that we're focusing on is social distancing as much as possible. We're focusing on mask wearing as much as possible. And then on game days, um, we're focusing on ensuring limited spectators. So what that means on game days is that for our indoor sporting events, with a limited crowd, we have only parents attending games or for, for um, families who don't have two parents that can come to games we, we're allowing no more than two family members per athlete to attend games and we have a checklist um, we, we have variety of protocols that we're going through at the admissions table um, in addition we're checking temperatures we're verifying people are symptom free we're verifying people have have no exposure um, to, to COVID in the previous 14 days before they attend any athletic game or any athletic practice. In addition, we're making some modifications to our transportation on practice and game days. Athletes need to wear face coverings at all times in the vehicles, and any athlete whose family chooses to do so can um, transport them to and from any contest at the parent's desire. All right, our final question today, question number nine. What is the future of school throughout this pandemic and after it? So one of the things we learned in remote school is that kids prefer being face-to-face, -face, very, very vast majority. But their elements of remote school 
like different technology integration that they also liked. So I think that the current state of education is that we could go into remote school at any time we needed to. We've got the agility to do it, and we've got the technology, one-to-one technology in place to do it, but we have to really care for the fact that socially and emotionally and spiritually, it's better for kids to be together. So to do whatever we can to make sure that occurs but then also, you know, pick and choose the technology that's meaningful and that was effective in remote school and conti- continue to develop, you know, that well. In terms of the future of education, I don't think we'll ever be the same again. Um, one of the things that had occurred to me was, you know, do we really have to have snow days anymore? Because if kids can remote in, what are we calling school off for? I don't know how thrilled people would be about that. But the other thing that I think is exciting is the way students and teachers can connect to each other through technology. Um, you know, Google Chats, video conferences. Um, you really don't have to lose connection, full pun intended, uh, whether you're in remote school or you're face-to-face. And there's, there's um, a lot of value in continuing to use technology to grow people's relationships with one another, relationships with the Lord, and just their skill set. Thanks for listening to Falcon Fast Talk, the podcast that is focused on taking today's tough issues and developing conversations that help today's 21st century Christians pack generations and nations for Christ. If you want to hear more, follow Falcon Fast Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you about topics that you want to talk about, so email us at podcasts at grovechristianschool.com with your episode ideas. Also, you can check out Grove Christian School Falcon Community at our website at www.grovechristianschool.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's www.grovechristianschool.com. Thanks for listening.